Good morning. Today is Monday, November 16th, 2020. So uh, the narrative of this week's parish of Toldos is a very, very difficult narrative to understand. Yitzchak has a bracha, a blessing to give to his firstborn son. Biologically, that is Esav. Yaakov was born second. And then through deception, at the instruction of Rivka, Yaakov carries out this elaborate trick on Yitzchak and um, is able to receive this blessing. So many questions and so many difficulties. How is it that our patriarch Yaakov could utilize deceit and deception to get this blessing? Where's the morality in uh, being uh, less than honest for a blessing, for God's blessing? What kind of meaning can a bracha have if it's given under false pretenses? Why did Yitzchak want to give a blessing to Esau and not to Yaakov? And why did Rivka feel so strongly that it had to go to Yaakov? And why did she have to go about it in this way? There's so many difficulties. But with all the explanations and any answer that you will give to any one of those questions, even if you succeed in explaining every detail, there is for us one underlying issue that makes the entire narrative foreign to our understanding. It, it has a difficulty that for us just makes it impossible, but perhaps the difficulty is something that never occurred to Jews before our time. And I will tell you that the difficulty that I want to share with you, I have never seen it discussed. I've never heard anyone speak about it. Maybe because it's a difficulty that never occurred to generations of Jews before us. But the difficulty, if we are honest, is as follows. The whole Parsha, all the intrigue and all the deception and all of the effort, it's about a bracha. It's about a prayer. So what? I can understand if they were arguing over money, if they were arguing over their share in the inheritance. That I understand very well. Unfortunately, Nebuch, I see that all the time. Families torn apart and using all sorts of immoral measures to gain an upper hand on an inheritance, on a share of the income. That I understand. That's a reason to argue. But over a prayer? And just by the way, 
one other difficulty that goes even beyond our Parsha, did the blessing that Yitzchak gave Yaakov, did it ever actually come true? Okay, that's still another problem. But who among us can honestly say that we put so much trust in prayer that we feel that a single prayer or blessing is so valuable that it's going to change our lives to such an extent. Can any of us honestly say that we would go to the lengths that Yaakov went to, leaving aside this, the, the deceit of it for a moment, but that we would go to the lengths that Yaakov went to to receive a single blessing? That we have ever recognized that a single prayer has such importance and such value that, that a whole intrigue would develop over it? I want to say this in a respectful manner. And I don't want, God forbid, to say anything negative about anybody. But let me just say it this way. It would be a wonderful thing if we could get everyone to just say the words of the prayers by themselves. Forget about what we think it's going to do. But just to say the words of each prayer, that would be a tremendous accomplishment. Okay. So maybe you'll say to me, that's Yaakov. Yaakov was spiritual. Yaakov understood the meaning of a blessing. Yaakov was so immersed in connection to God that a single prayer, a single blessing from his father meant the world. He would go to any lengths. Okay. But what about Esav? Esav is presented to us in the Torah as a hunter, Someone who is tough. Our rabbis explain someone who is completely secular, who does not have a connection with God, apparently. And listen to the words from our Parsha. So Yaakov goes through this elaborate ruse, pretending to be his brother Esau. Yitzchak gives the blessing intended for Esau to Yaakov. For some reason, this also is part of what we don't understand. Once he is given the blessing to Yaakov, he doesn't have anything left to give to Esau. I mean, why not just give him the same bracha? Why can't two people have the same bracha? Why not give him a different bracha? Okay, however you answer that question. But listen to Esau's response when he realizes that he left, lost out in a blessing in a bracha, in a prayer. Keshama Esav is divrei aviv. When Esav heard his father's words that he had given the blessing to Yaakov and did not have a blessing left for Esav. Vayitzak za'aka gedola umora admaod. Esav cried out a bitter, exceedingly loud and sad cry. Vayefk. And he cried. He was in tears. That doesn't sound like a tough, secular 
hunter type of a person. I'll tell you something. For the 20 or so years that my kids were growing up, so every Friday night, I would give a bracha to each of the children, and every Friday night, for about 20 years, they would argue who goes first. They would always say, I want to go first, I want to go first. And every Friday night, we did it by age. That's just the way we did it. Each of our children, oldest to youngest, and they all knew the order, but they still argued every Friday night who would get the bracha first. The only time there was no argument is when there was only one child at home. Then there was no argument. But that's just because they're competitive. They had the same argument when, we would, when I would cut slices of cake for dessert over who got the bigger piece. So, all right, they argue over who gets the bigger piece. But to cry over a bracha? For Asab to respond this way? And I, I ask you to hear me very carefully. This parsha has lots of questions in it, requires lots of discussion. Hopefully this week we'll have a chance to discuss some of the questions, maybe even provide some of the answers. And all those questions and discussion and analysis, it's interesting and it's important. But I ask you to open your heart right now to recognize that for us today, the most important lesson of the Parsha is this lesson, that a single bracha, a single prayer, can mean so much. It can change our lives. It can change the world. One bracha. To go to such lengths, so I'm not suggesting that we go to the lengths of deceit and deception because I'm not clear that I understand that completely, even after all the answers I hope to share with you later in the week. But to rely on it so strongly, to feel that my whole life depends on a single bracha, on a single blessing or prayer. That is the premise of the entire Parsha. And every other detail and question rests on that premise. And I would suggest that that's the idea that we need to focus on this week, to try to bring ourselves to the realization that Yitzchak had and Yaakov had and even Asav had the power of a single prayer to make a difference in our lives and in our future. That's the lesson we in particular need to take from this Parsha. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.